Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 8.35 on Thursday, the 12th of October, 2023. 74 days till Christmas. We are on it, my darling. Very, very ho, ho, ho. There's only about eight shows left till Christmas. Um, at this time of the day, it can mean only one thing. House of Property. Coming to you live on the coalface of business and property. You may be listening to us live on Facebook or YouTube. You may be catching up, as I know many agents do, on LinkedIn or wherever you get your uh, podcast. However you are with us today, if it's a first-time listener, welcome. It is a joy for you to be with us. We are privileged and honoured that you're here. If you are a long-time listener, then wow, we are super grateful because even we get bored of our own voices. Um, I can't do this podcast alone. Um, I have to be here with Grifter Contractually. She's here today, Katie the Grifter Griffin. Grifter, good morning, good morning. How the devil are you, my darling? I'm good, thank you. I've had a roller coaster a week. I use that word a lot, actually, roller coaster. But um, it's I need to think of something different, really, don't we? We need to think of some good new upbeat things. We need to have an upbeat show today, Martin. We're and, blooming um, do because there's some miserable songs out there. We do. And so, actually, do you know what? I'm just going to, my week has been, it's been a good, mine about eight and a half. Right Let's, yeah. Eight and a half, eight and a half week. It's, it's a, just, it's a steady one. It's a steady one. I've smashed it out of the park on a couple of fees only because, and do you remember, we've talked about this tactic that actually, do you know what? It's not quite the right sort of property. It doesn't quite fit with our brand. Doesn't quite, it's not really what we want. Mm. It's one and a half percent. And to think, well, that's fine. I won't get that. That's not a problem. And two have come back and said, yes, we want you. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. That's just what the ticket. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. How's your week been? I'm going to go at 8.99. I'm going up there. I'm going big. I'm going big. Um, it's just been a good week. You know, I think it's not easy. Holy smoke, it's not easy. Difficult conversation. Somebody told me recently that you need to eat the fog first thing in the morning and it's no longer one fog in the morning, there's 10 fogs to eat. And I have taken this, a very motivational estate agency trainer type speak. Um, and I've taken this on board. I listened to it on a podcast, can't remember which one it was, um, but I thought I'd rip off and and um, have a, another go at it, duplicate it. Um, but generally I'm using this advice and it's working because by, between nine and 10, I get my difficult phone calls done. And that kind of helps me for the, the day ahead. It doesn't help me when I want to go to sleep at night because I know what I've got to wake up to. But it does um, because they are just challenging conversations at the minute. But if you do those, you can then be proactive and go ahead and, and start to get business. But it is a plate-spinning time and lots and lots of negativity out there. Everywhere I look, it just seems to be doom and gloom. I had a severe come in yesterday. He's normally not being severe. He's not a doctor death. And it's like, oh, well, we're just waiting for the new year now. Well, no, 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 no. Oh. There's 74 days to Christmas. We've got lots and lots to do. The work yeah. that we, I think quarter four makes a massive impact on this year and also all the groundwork for the first quarter of next year. Keep your pedal, what's it called? Keep your pedal to the metal. Keep your pedal to the metal. Okay, so on that front, have you seen then, Martin, that some uh, solicitor stroke conveyances have come out with this cool festive offer? No, tell me. Right, so, okay, so this is Rob Hailstone of the Bold Legal Group telling us that a conveyancing firm has introduced a guaranteed move-by-Christmas service complete with refunds if they fail to do so. It is called Move Fast, M-U-V-E. Um, move fast, festive. 
Move Fast Festive, designed to get home movers into their home by the 22nd of December. It's described as a fast-track conveyancing service and aimed to complete the conveyancing process for the Christmas period. But there are some catches. Well, not catches. There are some conditions. Because there always is. They don't get out for now, do you? Mm. So if you instruct them by the 31st of October, Halloween, woohoo, uh, for leasehold properties... You'll be, or no, you'll be busy that night on your broomstick. I'm totally, totally. Oh, on November the 13th for freehold properties, they will, if you opt for the additional £600 plus VAT, again, always a condition, uh, move fast festive service, they will guarantee to get you in for a completion date of the 22nd of December. So really, we should all be looking at a long stop date of the 22nd of December for the down tools, because that's pretty much what they're calling for, isn't it, here? So really, it's the plan and the process that we've got to put in place to backfill that to get there. And having the conversation with a, with an agent in Bristol um, at the beginning of the week, and we said, look, we're aiming for exchange. We're tying the deal up now, very short, only four in the chain. Um, we're trying to deal up now and we hope to exchange before Christmas. And she's like, well, yeah, good luck with that then. Well, that's not the attitude, is it? No, it's not. No. Well, I've had one that I had to really fight to get to the other side of Christmas. So it's interesting, isn't it? That it's, um, yeah, because there's a new build at the top. Anyway, too much detail, too much detail. But um, I think we should congratulate the bold legal group for working until the 22nd. I don't know how many campaigns well, are going to be. Sure. Is it like the Lord of the 17th? Martin, I'm not sure that it is the bold legal group. It's this oh, move. Okay. Yeah, move, M-U-V-E. Uh, Rob Hailstone posted that out. But I quite liked uh, it. I thought it was a move. really good thing. And that made me think about Christmas and focusing and 12 days of Christmas, Christmas letters, Santa's box and all that sort yeah. of thing. And um, we've got to think about that, haven't we? Because it's going to okay, be Okay, challenging, challenging question of the week from me to you. 74 days between now and Christmas. Um, you've done, I don't know, 50, 60 of these um, Christmases in your career. Um, the, um, <laughs> you are such a knob, honestly. What's the what? You can't say that. What's the <laughs> one thing? What's the one thing that a state agent should be doing between now and the next 74 days to make sure they hit the ground running on January the 2nd, 2024, which I actually think is going to be a cracker of a year. Okay, right. Well, I've just done this, okay, and I'm now holding up for those that are listening loads and loads and loads of post-it notes because I'm really back into my whiteboards and my post-it notes and I am planning my customer journey, but I have been revisiting the goals for this year that I wanted to achieve and putting those forward into next year. I'm making sure that I have narrowed down and fine-tuned my mission and my vision for next year and where I want to be. I've looked at my values. You're going to love because I've just done this, you I see. So you're like that. trying to get me this tough question. I'm like, it's just rolling off the tongue this week, baby. Um, I'm setting my personal goals for next year about what I want to, to achieve. We've talked about this on a, a podcast early in the year mm -hmm. and about how we want to challenge ourselves um i have written down my goal and um, my basis of my 2024 business plan and that is on a uh, a three-year basis so three-year plan Lovely. but also my 30 60 90 days which i really like doing but i might shush it up a bit because everyone does 30 60 90 so i thought i might do like a a, a 21 day one and then you can push it through for the last seven days. Push it through. um 
and just decluttering my daily routine because I think we get bogged down. It's like wading through treacle sometimes. We spend, I spend an hour in the morning unpicking and un, and assisting and completing other people's problems, other people's tasks. And so I'm working to declutter that totally, but also to use a bit more cool things on my phone and a bit more app and a bit more easy productivity things to make life easier because my daughter this week she what she does is so she, she can't decide so, so, we, so I was I was classy mum last night it's busy day we have McDonald's for tea yes goal one tick okay so don't judge me it's a tough time at the minute yeah we it was a bit of a crappy old day yesterday so we have McDonald's okay great um God, it's quite expensive, just saying. Um, and so she couldn't decide from three things on the menu of what she wanted. Okay, So she picks up her phone and she goes, hey, Siri, pick a number for me from one to three. A random Brilliant. Number. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Siri oh, did that, did it? Oh, my God. And basically, that I just thought, I'm telling this off on my iPad. It's like, ah. Oh. Um, I just thought that was so cool that actually she's using, it was a really simple thing, but she's just using it. So I thought, you know what? I could use that in the podcast today. Okay. So I hope, did, to, I hope you've answered your tough question of the week. Yeah, no, you did far better than I hoped, to be honest. Well, yeah, thanks for that. I'm sorry we under the bus. So we were talking about being upbeat. So our, your challenge for this week, and we've had some of our listeners come back and say, you don't do your hacks and apps anymore. So we're getting that mm. back. And you don't quiz Martin. We love a quiz. So Martin, you didn't know this is coming at you, but we are <sighs> going to do the wake up was wake up and win for heart but you're not gonna actually win anything but just think no. about how good you'll feel if you get all of these seven questions right okay and i was thinking that actually you could just use siri to do a countdown of a timer for 30 seconds all right okay go on then. So, have you got your phone there ready yes okay are you going to start a 30 second countdown so what i'm going to do is Actually, first of all, you need to get Siri to pick you a letter between A to Z. I hope you don't get like Y or Z because that's just rubbish. Hey, Siri, pick a letter between A to Z. Oh, you can't hear kind of the thing there. M. M. Okay, so you've got M, Martin. So now you want to start the 30-second countdown and I'm going to fire some questions at you and see how you get on. This is to make you feel good about yourself. This so is to like make you crap, feel like... It's like a crap okay. Christmas game, isn't it? Right, go on then. Three, two, one, go. M. Okay, a colour beginning with M. Magenta. A country. Mongolia. Item of clothing. Um... Uh, moccasins, mittens, an animal, an animal, monkey, a vegetable, Quick. vegetable, um, and, 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 and vegetable, um, mooly, drink, a drink, martini, a brand, a popular brand, McDonald's. I failed didn't I? 37 minutes, 37 seconds. Anyway, that was good, wasn't it? I mean, everyone will be doing that at Christmas. It's harder than you think. So you could That's use exactly. that. Just get everyone back on side in your team meetings. Let's have a bit of a fun That's thing. That's a good can... way to end a team meeting. I love that. I love that. So um, National uh, Mental Health Day earlier on this mm -hmm. week. It's okay not to be okay. Lots of really good stuff 
out there on that. So I thought I'd put two dad jokes in this week. Why the, oh. Why is the cam always smiling? I don't know. It's in a good mood. <laughs> I thought that was good. I thought that was very good. So um, on a serious note for a second, so 74 days to Christmas, you, I thought when we were talking about your challenging question of the week, I was hoping you were perhaps going to go on to start, stop, continue, or could and should, which is the name of our show. Could and should and much more. So talk to me about could and should, Grifter. Okay, so just because you can do something or you could do something doesn't mean to say you should. Okay. okay, and this you can use in all, all kinds of things. So it's more of a question of um, so a client could message you late at night, and this is about overstepping the mark and, and where the deadlines are. But should they do that? You could message a client with an update, but should you be doing that because you're setting the boundaries? And basically, it's about achieving the best results. So just because you could do something, should you do it? So that's like um, giving advice to someone that is going, do you know what, I'm going to switch agents. Um, and you give them your advice, yeah? Um, yeah? And actually, should you give them that advice? You can give them that advice, but should you give them that advice? Because you and I have both had situations where you've given them advice that it should be at this level, this is how the marketing is done, and then they go back and just tell their existing agent and drop the price. Yeah, it's very frustrating. That very, very yeah. frustrating. So, should you or could you? So, um, this goes a bit further, though, doesn't it? Into so you were setting boundaries in terms of giving advice and talking about your customer journey. Yeah. One of the things that lots of estate agents have been talking to me about over the last few weeks is that everyone's now got more stock, more clients, and therefore more work with no more resource. I spoke to a recruiter yesterday who said that he's finding it difficult to find good people and finding it difficult to find good people, good positions. Mm -hmm. So it feels like the merry-go-round of people moving has perhaps paused for a while, as it often does when the market turns, because people yeah. are more concerned about being the last in, first out in their new, their new position. So setting the boundaries is quite difficult, isn't it? Or setting expectations is quite challenging at this moment in time because you don't want to take somebody on a journey of disappointment. You don't want to over-promise and deliver. And every single house and every single set of circumstances and person are different. But you want to make sure that they receive the same standards of your service yeah. as you're going through. How have you been tackling that in your planning sessions because it's quite tricky isn't it to manage expectations at this moment in time so i've been doing i've been doing two courses as you know i've been doing a marketing course and this is why i've got all my um post-it notes so i've been breaking down the customer journey so from onboarding all the way through so i want to make sure that we've covered every single aspect because clients are more demanding um, so that's that's the one thing. And I find it really interesting. So some of the stuff on the marketing course is a bit Mickey Mouse um, and other is a bit like, oh, my God, that's blown my mind. And one of the things that I've always thought um, before about is your ideal client, your client avatar, your ideal client, your client persona, whatever you want to call it. And I always thought, what a load of old rubbish. Yeah. No, <laughs> but no. actually, 
having sat down and looked at it and broken it down, and, and I've got a really good client persona, and you and I have been working on this to top and tail it, haven't we? So let us know if you want to get in touch and you want a copy of this. Yeah, that has to do it, yeah. Breaking down that and then putting that into stories. So exact examples of situations, because generally there seems to be kind of five or six different types of seller, really. Um, and that's yeah. what we've kind of got it, got it down to. Um, and so breaking that customer journey down to be able to react to, react to each of those. But it's about the could you or should you. So a could you or should you example, okay, for me is I've got a, a, a WhatsApp last night from someone that I went out to value their house last week. And okay. they said, unfortunately, Casey, I have decided to go with another agent who's not in your town because they've got a much wider reach. And it was 10 o'clock at night. I had had an app roll. And I just thought, well, I could respond. But should I respond? Yes. Okay. So I did respond. And I On a scale of one to ten, how much did you want this house for sale? I really did want it because it's... I really would then nice. respond. Yeah yeah, would then yeah, respond. yeah. yeah. So you could grade it, couldn't you? Okay. So, yeah. so I could respond, but should I respond? So I decided, yes, I should respond. So I just responded on the basis of totally respect your decision. However, if you're wanting that personal touch... Why don't you message the agent that you've decided to instruct and yes. see if they respond at this time? Yeah. Didn't hear anything else. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you think, oh gosh, uh, should I, I have said that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've all done it. Um, yeah. And actually, I got a text this morning that said, when can you come and measure up the property? Superb. Excellent. Yeah. You were lucky, though. You were lucky. You were lucky. But sometimes good. you've got to be a bit cheeky, though, haven't you? But this I is, think, this yes, is cheeky is you important. Can use, you can use, where we've used stop, start and continue in the past, you could use the could I and should I, yeah? <clears throat> could I and should I, I like that. That's good. Yeah. And just going back to your ideal customer, um, client, avatar, yeah. ideal customer, this, I think, is massive, absolutely massive. But also, um, and as you say, they need an element of social proofing, so therefore the stories and the benefits work for them. Yeah. You will naturally, every estate agent, every business, will, if they know it or not, have a customer that they appeal to more regularly. Maybe they stumbled mm -hmm. across it. Maybe it's, it was a targeted approach. And I have to say, having started this business fairly new, I had three ideal customer profiles that I was working towards. but And two of those have developed as I would have hoped. One is slightly yeah. weaker, but a fourth has developed, which tends to be a older demographic, single, strong-minded lady looking to downsize. Um, and I don't know how we've appeared, but we seem to have stumbled across quite a lot of these. And um, <laughs> and so, actually, it's worked. Huh? <laughs> Do you want to know what? It, it's all to do with the suave, sophisticated colleague that you work with, Martin. It is exactly right. Um, so, but when he's not here, I go and <laughs> behind him. And it's, uh, but genuinely, uh, so actually you start thinking, right, let's make sure that we've got our service standard working for these this different type of client yeah. base to what we were just planning for. Um, and I think it is important. Maybe you are somebody that specializes in a particular sector of the market. I was watching a webinar last week, one of... I can't remember who it was, but I was watching a webinar and an agent was talking about the fact that um, when they were very successful, they concentrated on selling London city centre apartments. 
And that mm-hmm. was their business model, was they were looking yeah. to sell the apartments. And people tend to migrate to the, um, I'm desperately trying to credit who it is, which is why I'm thinking at the same time as talking. Migrate to what they're used to doing. It's a, man it's a man thing. And migrate to what they're good at and what they're used to. But understanding your cl- the customer that works for you is really important. And then tailoring your business to that and making sure that you've got your pricing correct for that sector. Because some sectors are more demanding than others. If you're acting for professionals that are out all day, you're doing every viewing, you are fielding lots of questions, you're having to have those conversations in the evening at the weekend because they don't have any accessibility to talk to you within the week, in working hours, then you know that from the start and you tailor make your um, offering to be able to suit that. Absolutely. And I've always found that it's it's poor follow-up, yeah? So you can do all the the bits at the front end, but if you've got a poor follow-up, your an execution is lacking, then you you haven't got a hope in hell. It's all about, and we've talked about this consistency, isn't it? And doing what you say you're going to do, and that is the key to achieving success. And I'm just trying to unlock my iPad because I had a, a quite a good thing from Chris Watkin, which was talking about um, follow-ups and planting the seed to nurture relationships um, and looking about, it's not just about today, it's about the future. So I had a client yesterday that said, why should I come to the market now? Well, what, why? It's terrible. There's doom and gloom. I get price reductions through every day from that main portal. Everyone's saying it's just shocking. We've had the Labour Party conference, the Conservative conference. The, the, the manifestos are all about not looking at housing potentially. and It's all going the wrong way and they're going to change the tax. And we've got these EPC issues and blah. And it's just terrible, isn't it? And now the clocks are about to change. Should I sell now? And you just think, <laughs> Crikey, Jesus, how do you respond to that? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I just go, right, let's break it down. Let's look at it. But back to the kind of nurturing. So, so my advice to them was actually, do you know what? You've got a beautiful house with, with land. It's all getting a bit wet and boggy out there at the moment. You're going to have to put your wellies on to walk around. It's going to take you longer to, to, to do the viewings. It's going to take us longer to sell because it is a little bit of a unique property. Um, but it's a lovely one. And actually, you want the spring flowers coming up. You want the apple blossom yes. out. And you want the lighter evenings to be able to do evening viewings, open events, and create the interest. And this is about nurturing. Now, I have been nurturing that client for five years. Five years ago, I went. In fact, it's longer than that. I first went out to see them in 2012. Um, they are not going wow. anywhere else because I have got a nurture plan and program in place. It sounds really like oh, that's really clinical. It isn't. It's a really just a simple Christmas letter. It's just a simple summer message. That's all it is, and nurturing. So you've got to be in it for the long term, not just the short term. But it's really hard when you really need to make those deals now. Yes, and that's the problem, isn't it? It's plates winning, isn't it? It's working on the business as well as working in the business, and and that's something I've talked about a lot on this podcast, but one of my biggest challenges personally at the moment. Um, Sad news, Grifter. Come on. Sad news. Do you know what happened when the world Tom Twister champion got arrested? <laughs> they gave him a tough sentence. <laughs> I think your other ones are better. I think your other ones are better. No, there is an awful lot of salespeople making calls at the moment because obviously they know there's 74 days to go. Yeah. yeah. But there's an awful ones like we talked about. They just don't follow up. They promise you the mm. earth and... And then you're told by some people to 
Oh, I'm going to get on the soapbox now. So I'm, oh, I'm a bit God. fed up. Finish the show on your soapbox. Go on. Yeah, I'm a bit fed up with being told what to do by lots of people that aren't necessarily dealing with things at the cold face. I'm a bit fed up saying that agents are really unprofessional. I'm a bit fed up with being told that we're all overvaluing and it's all our fault that the world's going to come crashing down around our ears. Um, not everyone who offers opinions on marketing has the qualifications or expertise to provide sound advice. I should leave that there. Oh, wow. That's... Um... That's a heavy end of the show, isn't it? Well, thanks for watching, everybody. Mm. Uh, no, but on a, serious, on a serious note for a second, I think there's two sides to this, Grifter, two sides. One yeah. is, um, you're right, the um, responsibility given to the silly man um, gives a silly comment. So that's always part of it. And you think there's lots of people who think that they're qualified but aren't necessarily qualified. Well, they have different levels of qualification, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but also, it's always good to see things from somebody else's opinion because it takes the blinkers off and makes you think about things from a different way. And that's how we learn and develop yeah. and grow as individuals. So there's two sides to that, Grifter. Two sides. Absolutely. And we were talking too, weren't we, about how you do the same job as me but we do it mm -hmm. quite differently. There's elements that are the same, but we do it quite differently. And that's come out in the last kind of week or so. Um, I've got a sales chain with a really large, very well-known um, agency. And yes. as part of my due diligence and to check all the chain details and all of that, I asked to see a copy of the memorandum of sale, which is what I do. Yeah. They were very surprised that I was asking to see a copy of the memorandum of sale. I was even more surprised when I got it and it was just half a page of A4. It was just half of one side. Oh, well. Okay. This is a top three estate agent, okay, in the UK. Yeah. And a huge caveat on there saying that they don't accept any liability for any mistakes or errors. There, there was nothing. There wasn't even mentioned that the property that they were selling was freehold. There wasn't a link to an EPC. It, the, the grammar was shocking. They, they oh, gosh. I just, you know, you just go, really? So there just are some brands. Yeah, some brands and companies that you look up to. And actually, when you kind of scrape behind the surface, there's not always you find what you don't think you're going to find. So actually, everyone should pat themselves on the back for doing a really good job. Our sales memos are about three sides now. And we try and be as comprehensive as possible. I'm sure yours are, are, are different again. Um, mm. I hope it's not just one side of A4, Martin. So we do the same job, but we're all doing it vastly differently, aren't we? Yes, and that's what makes it exciting and individual and different. And this is why we love our jobs. Now, I'm going to leave you on um, some stats from Right Move. Now, love them or hate them, Ooh. it's about data and data is fact, mm -hmm. isn't it? And I yes. heard this on a Right Move podcast and I thought, do you know what? I need to listen to this, not in the car. I need to be able to listen to this where I can write some stuff down. Good old-fashioned pen and paper. And basically, the, the kind of crux of it, and we'll come back to this with some more facts and figures next week, although I like stories, not facts and figures. Um, yes. But the facts don't lie. Now, the Right Move chap, and I think it was... Is it something Bannister? Is it well, Tim Bannister? Tim, yeah. Tim Bannister. Tim Bannister. And he said that the, the research they've been doing, and we will revisit this, if you get the day you list the property, a property, an email, at least one email, then you have a substantially higher percentage opportunity of going sale agreed within the first month. If you don't receive any email inquiries within the first week of marketing, then your yep. chances of agreeing a sale without a price reduction 
go down massively. Now, I can't say half, I don't like, because I was driving along and I couldn't kind of remember the stats, but I thought, you know what, this is quite interesting. And what he was saying is you should use this very much in your business to drill down and let your clients know that actually if you are not in the first 24 hours or week getting interesting emails through the main portal, then something isn't right with your marketing or your price. Oh, now that's fascinating, isn't it? And also, maybe very pleased on the house that I launched yesterday. I've got a viewing request this morning. That's good. Um, there you go. So we can use but, these stats. Use these stats. Sell. That's good. So that is we will come back. We will come back to right new stats mm, in more detail well next week. Right this needs a little bit more because it can really, really help us. You've got to remember that it's all about location, condition, and price with your homes. Just because someone believes themselves to be an expert doesn't necessarily mean. It is the same and the case. And we all do the same job, but we do it vastly differently. So share your ideas, like our podcast, get in touch with us if you need any more help, tips and guidance. And we are House of Property. We'll be back next week. Take care. 